Here we go with a week two edition of Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Happy Thursday, everyone. I'm JB Long with Ricky Hollywood, a.k.a. Erica Tamposi and our Super Bowl champion, DeMarco Farr. Cannot wait to get back to Inglewood and SoFi Stadium, the Atlanta Falcons visit in week two. Good morning, everyone. As we tape this, it's Thursday morning. Uh, How is Ram Jam going, Ricky? Oh, it's so it's so much fun. We had Steve Weish on this week and did a little bit more of a a preview. But yeah, it feels like we haven't been to SoFi in a really long time. Doesn't it feel like it's it's been forever? If your butt handed to you, we'll do that. (laughs) The Thursday kickoff in the mini buy is great, except when you lose. Uh, One other thing we want to promote this week, though, Ricky, is uh, the new kids show that I know you were a part of. Yeah, it was super cool. I got to do this with McKenna Cook, who is our new kid reporter. Um, She is super talented and amazing. And we did a fun little segment in the studio, which is going to be debuting tomorrow. So make sure you check that out on the YouTube page. Amazing. I'm noticing how much better your guys' home office setups are than mine. Uh, sorely lacking, feeling very inadequate this morning to Margo. But you're rocking the headset, though. You got the headset. Yeah, you look cooler. Yeah. No, noise canceling. Uh, wife and two-year-old out there. Hopefully they don't make an appearance. Maybe I met, I met your wife at Thursday night game. She I, came I heard up to that. me and she goes, are you Ricky Hollywood? And I was like, oh, like a fan. How cool. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm JB's wife. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, still great. Still yeah. super great to, to meet her. So that was awesome. She was hanging with your parents, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. They were right there, too. It was amazing. Oh, awesome. Uh, DeMarco, I was thinking this morning, by the way, doing school drop-offs, that it felt like a false start in week one. It feels like the Rams are in first and 15 coming back for week two, right? It just that, that was not who we expected them to be. That was not us. Well, I mean, we, we, we kind of – we didn't know. I mean, we were watching all training camp. We didn't get to, to see the starters in preseason. So we knew Buffalo was going to be good and they were going to be motivated and the Von Miller effect was going to be in effect. So, um, you know, I, I, we had confidence, but – we knew the game was going to be tight, but Josh Allen was better than I thought. I think Josh Allen was better than a lot of people thought. Uh, the Rams had some serious problems protecting Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think that was something that uh, you really didn't get to see in training camp because you're not going hard or you're not you know, going live to the quarterback. So, yeah, it was a little bit weird. Um, they fought their way back in it, but Buffalo was just a little too much. So, yeah. Uh, it's a mulligan. Uh, that was one time. That was Thursday night. That was. It's over now. It's a week old. You're moving on to Atlanta. Hopefully, the team will bounce back versus Atlanta. A mulligan in that only one NFC West team, Seattle, won. The Packers also falling. In fact, nine playoff teams from a year ago start the season 0-1. Did that soften the blow for you, Ricky? Oh, I was going to say, wow. Uh, Denver, did they really try a 69-yard field goal? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I think, yeah, what is 64 maybe, I think. But, yeah, it was – yeah. how do you not give Russell Wilson the ball? That, that The quarterback that you just paid all that money for, but that's a totally other God podcast, and we'll, we'll save that for a whole other episode. But, no, that did not soften the blow, mm. JB. I, um, I stand corrected. I think a lot of us did. I was very – confident sort of in what you just said DeMarco not necessarily a a win but a a sort of toe-to-toe showdown between these two teams and and what happened with with me sitting there watching this game coming out of the half and watching this Bills offense just totally take control 
I I was pretty stunned. Mm-hmm. Ricky, it sounds like what you're saying is not that the Rams lost, but how they lost. That yes. left a sour taste in your mouth coming back yes. for a long week, too. Uh, DeMarco kind of adding injury to insult, not just seven sacks allowed, not just fewer than three yards per carry on the ground, but now some injuries to contend with on that Rams offensive line. You're going to have Coleman Shelton in for Brian Allen at center. You're going to have Tremaine Ankrum with all of three snaps of offensive experience starting at right guard. And Joe Nopum. Uh, not practicing at the outset of this week as they prepare for the Falcons. Man, well, I, look, Joe Noteboom, uh, thank God he's an athlete. Did you see that first sack, that that shake bowl that Von Miller hit him with? Uh, if Joseph Noteboom isn't a better athlete, he lands on his butt, and that's a career killer. That's the one they play in Von Miller's Hall of Fame highlight reel. But, look, he's going to have to recover. He's going to have to get better. And Sean McVay and and company are going to have to figure out a better way to protect your quarterback. But I'm excited for Tremaine Ankrum going in there at right guard to see what he's got. Uh, He's a tackle, uh, but he's a short tackle. He's got very long arms. So some of your deficiencies at tackles at tackle will become benefits at guard. So we'll see. And coming the other way this week is Grady Jackson. Uh, Look, this guy, uh, there's some differences between him and A.D., but there aren't that many. I mean, he was an absolute wrecking machine. So I bet the Falcons defensive line is looking at the Rams offensive line like dinner right now, Mm. really based on what they put on tape. So if they can do that, we can do that. So you're going to get a full dose of that Falcons pass rush. Yeah. 28 career sacks for Grady Jarrett. Only one last year. That was kind of the story of the Falcons season. Fewest sacks in the entire league, but they got off to a good start, uh, really blitzing Jameis Winston quite a bit. And that kind of takes me to a follow-up for you, DeMarco. Were you ever a part of a defensive game plan where you did not send more than four for an entire four quarters like the Bills did last week? Uh, Yes, but that means we were kicking their tail up front. I mean, we Mm -hmm. had stuff ready to go. Everybody has a couple of blitzes, uh, some sort of blitz package. But if your front four is just wreck and shop, you don't need it. Stay back, cover, we'll go after them. Uh, so that is a badge of honor. That really is. Um, and that tells you what was going on uh, with the Rams. They just could not protect. So, But Atlanta can do the same thing. They can get after you, but they will bring a variety of blitzes. They will test the Rams' decision-making, making sure you make the right choices, decisions, and which way you're sliding the line to. So, this will be an all-out assault from all angles versus Atlanta. Ricky, is it naive to say that week two always disproves all the conclusions that you gather in week one? Like, am I banking on that whipsaw too much week to week here? Yeah, I mean, I think there were so many. Look at the the Bengals game this past weekend. I mean, everything in week one was just the Emmy for the most dramatic season ever. You know, it was just everything that I was sort of, we make these expectations and we have the whole summer to go through and, and come up with our, our game plans and us during training camp, like this is the team to beat. And then week one comes and all of us are sitting there spinning on our heads. (laughs) It's week one. McVeigh said it best. He said, Hey, it's the first chapter of a guaranteed 17. Let's all just like take a deep breath. It's one game. Thankfully, the Rams didn't play a division game. Like, that's great. We're going to take the wins where we can get them. And we're just going to move forward. See, here's the funny thing. Let me, let me, let me uh, piggyback off that. Like Atlanta, they had that game well in hand. They should have beat New Orleans, right? Okay. I think their problems are easily fixable. Hang on to the football, correct? Mm-hmm. The Rams are a little bit different. I'm not yeah. sure if those problems are easily fixable because – that's manpower. You're you're rotating guys. Guys were getting beat. It's a little bit different. So 
I hope that doesn't carry over into week two. But I'll say this, Atlanta letting one get away, you're going to see the best of the Falcons coming into SoFi this weekend because they feel they let that one get away in New Orleans. Yeah, I kind of wonder whether they feel like they got the moral victory of week one with the way they played coming off a bad season, uh, losing from in front, or whether it's a demoralizing loss to their biggest uh, rival. But Eric, I'm with you. I kind of hope that uh, that you know nothing John Snow meme is the most popular exactly. one uh, that we see in our timelines uh, come Sunday. Uh, I got individual questions. I, I know our audience sure. does too. Uh, some names here to drop. Cam Akers, Allen Robinson, Who? Matthew Stafford, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. DeMarco, take one of those and take me there. Who was uh, the first guy you mentioned? Cam Akers. Oh, he's a running Cam back, Akers. right? He's a running and, back for the Rams. And, and to yeah. kind of circle to circle back to where we started, um, not that they lost, but how they lost, and then kind of in the aftermath, learning that that particular opportunity was lost not last Thursday, but over the summer, right? That the Rams and, and Cam, I think specifically by way of Sean McVay, were not where they needed to be for Week One to defend their Super Bowl championship. No doubt, absolutely. Uh, let me let me a stunning admission by Demarco Farr. When I was uh, playing freshman ball, JV football, I had to miss the last three games of the year because I got an F in PE. Don't ask; I'll explain it later. How? It was about, it was about the shorts. The shorts were too small. You see my butt, right? So <laughs> I, I wasn't going to wear these tight shorts, and he kept marking me absent, so I got an F. So I had to miss the last three games of my JV season. And my mom made me go watch every single game. Like I had to sit in the stands and watch the games. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was terrible. So I kind of liken that to Cam Akers. Uh, The reason he didn't play was from Monday through Friday. It wasn't a game day decision. That was something that happened during the week. So I hope that he let that burn. Whatever he needed to do to, to get that fixed, I hope he got that fixed because you need him. You need that physical presence. You need a one-two punch. Nothing against Daryl Henderson, but Cam Akers runs hard. Ask Buda Baker. If you could have that one-two punch to run the football, throw off play action, at least take the pressure off Matthew Stafford. Uh, I wouldn't say you beat Buffalo, but at least you have a better showing offensively. But you need Cam Akers to be in the lineup. So whatever you have to do to earn those reps, I hope he did during the week. I liked his response Wednesday, too. Whether or not he agrees uh, with everything that's transpired, he is going to take it to heart, and he's going to defer to his head coach's authority. Uh, Eric, I'll throw the same names at you. Cam, Allen Robinson, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey. Do you have answers for any of those or a comment on any of those particular individuals who probably want better from themselves and uh, their stat line coming back for week two? Yeah, I, I mean answers. I don't have. I don't have the necessary answers. I think getting Allen Robinson involved more than two targets is going to be super important moving forward. Also, think too. And Stafford talked about this yesterday about how he needs to move the ball around more and not. Of course, he was under a ton of stress and duress with this offensive line and just got it out as quick as he could. And the fail safe is Cooper Cup, so you're going to get him the ball. But I think also, you know, they're hitting Allen Robinson only twice. That ball that he went for in the end zone, the the effort there, I don't know if maybe it was just like we've lost this one. I don't know what's the – I mean, maybe you guys could answer this more. But that looked Mm. like a ball I think Allen normally would have – that would have been a go ball that he would have grabbed, don't you think? Mm. Uh, Uh, Not not the best throw. It took Matthew Stafford a minute to get used to uh, Deshaun Jackson because of how he practiced. Remember that? They couldn't hook up for a while. 
Uh, he's got instant connection with Cooper Cup. I think he's still learning Allen Robinson. Um, I think some of the stuff was there, but you got to give credit to the Buffalo defense. They played their butts off, and they Definitely. took a lot of things away, and then the pressure got to you. Uh, some of those three and outs, I know uh, it just absolutely killed your game plan, killed the running game, and probably killed your, your game plan for Allen Robinson. Mm. Uh, I'm reminded to circle back to something with respect to the protection issues. We often think of protecting with five and blaming the offensive lineman when your quarterback gets dropped. That's not true, DeMarco. That's never true. You protect with all 11, and the quarterback, I think, primarily is responsible for his own protection, right? with the way he sets his alignment and also with what he does with the football once it's in his hand. But I would even say you protect with 11 plus uh, when you involve your coaching staff and the design and the intention. And this ties into Allen Robinson, where it sounded like the game plan uh, had him much deeper in the progressions, which to me implies the Rams were very confident they were going to get to two and three in their progressions and deeper in their play sheet, which clearly they did not against the Bills. Okay, Von Miller against Joe Noteboom, I'll give you that. Uh, we kind of we could have predicted that. But Jordan Phillips hitting David Edwards with a spin move. I mean, this is a guy who has 20 sacks in eight years. I never saw this coming. So the pressure was relentless up the gut. So even Matthew Stafford, even a defending champion or reigning championship quarterback, is subject to, you know, to, to start seeing ghosts or start having happy feet when you're getting hit that much. Even on his picks, he's getting touched. Even on his completions, he's getting touched. So you, I wouldn't say you lose confidence, but you're expecting to get hit. You're rushing throws. And even if you're trying to go to that second level with a guy like Robinson, you don't have enough time to do it. So I'm with you. That 11 plus, that plus is coming off the bench. You've got to figure out a way to slow them down, speed up your offense, a little hard count here or there, or make them pay for being aggressive with draws and traps. Make them think about something other than rushing the passer. Maybe you guys can answer this for me because uh, you're more football savvy than why. I saw a lot of people asking why the Rams were running a silent count in their in their own building. Did you guys yeah. notice that? Did you see like is that normal? Uh, <laughs> two two words: Bills Mafia. Yes. Okay. Uh, we, yeah. I think we saw it in Week 18 last year, right? Yep. There, yeah. there are certain fan bases who are going to show up, who are going to spend to be there at SoFi, and they can influence the way that you handle your, your at-the-line operation, DeMarco. It is it is what it is, and uh, you, you have to have mechanisms in place. Some teams don't have that, and when they're faced with that, it, it just it, it turns out bad. But that's it is what it is there. Uh, but going back... Well, real, real quick, real quick, DeMarco. Uh, the best way to not have to worry about a silent count in your own building be up double digits against the opposition no matter that would help absolutely steal a few possessions block a field goal or a punt or something uh take momentum take the air out of the building uh but you know buffalo they they represented well and their team played well so yeah it got loud in there Hmm. uh demarco i have a question about jalen ramsey which i know is on our audience's minds is the book out on how to attack jalen he's so good at the line of scrimmage covers so much ground but I think back to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, certainly the Super Bowl, and again last week against Josh Allen. It seemed like offensive coordinators from opposing sidelines are going to say, we're going vertical on him to see if he can play that stretch. You know, I love and respect this dude so much. Uh, we did the coaches show on Monday. I'm walking out of the building. Guess who's walking in? Jalen Ramsey. And yeah. he's looking me right in the eyes. I mean, he wants to see if I'm doubting him. Really? If anybody in the world is doubting him, it's one game. I get it. It's the life of a hired gun. 
when, when you have the reputation and the self-promotion, there's going to be other gunslingers coming for you. So I think that's what we saw in Stefan Diggs. He was clearly pumped up and they got him. Um, but let's see what happens this week and forget last week for one minute. Body-wise and, and just player for player, this is the perfect DB for the Atlanta Falcons. When you think of Kyle Pitts, an ultra-fast tight end, mm-hmm. and Drake London, a big-bodied receiver. So if you think it's over for Jalen Ramsey or you think they've caught up, let's see what happens this week. I bet he erases one or both of those guys come Sunday. I'm going to add one more to that list, Cordell Patterson. you got to be stout on the edges, and you got to be able to step up as a corner – and make a tackle in the running game because they're going to test you. Over 200 oh. yards rushing from the Falcons last week. I, I have never seen anything like it. He has made the conversion over. He is a running back now. He is. Yeah. He's a running back wearing 84. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not a novelty. This isn't Debo. This is a guy that is a running back coming downhill and running you over. So I agree with you. Uh, when they do get it hat on a hat, and, and they're going to get hat on a hat blocking because of how Mariota runs, it's going to be – uh, Patterson versus a corner in the flat running the football, and you better bring it downhill or he's going to run you over. Hmm. I also thought of Terrell Lewis uh, chopping down Patterson in the 2020 opener, the SoFi opener against the Bears, right, DeMarco? Isn't that a fourth down stop? That was a flash uh, for Terrell Lewis, one of the early signs that he was getting ready to arrive, and he had an interception against the Bills as well. He's kind of on my short list for I want to see more this week. I'm intrigued. You know what? Look, I, I think both defenses have the same issue. Uh, Grady Jarrett is is a load. Aaron Donald is one of the best players in the game. Edge rushers, still waiting to see, really. So, guys like Terrell Lewis, there is still an opportunity for you to claim a job and be that guy. If you could, When you watch those guys get off the bus, that's the guy you want to be a starter. Yeah. When you see him, I mean, when you see him without pads and in pads, oh, my God, I need to have you on the field. So I'm with you. I would love for this guy to take that next step and become a solid starter for this football team. Ricky, anyone else on uh, your mind in terms of show me more this week? Looking forward to seeing them in week two. I think there were a lot of positives that came out of the Rams defense last week with a lot of some of their takeaways. Of course, there's tons of stuff that they can work on to get better, but I thought Nick Scott was great. That pick from Troy Hill, it was awesome to see him back. I think that... You know, DeMarco, that story that you just told of Jalen walking in, I can picture that so clearly in my mind. I can see and feel this whole room coming together. And, you know, even that that unbelievable takeaway from Floyd, too. I think that if this this defense specifically on someone, it's Marcus Mariota. It's not Josh Allen. Yes, he's a running quarterback, but he had a couple fumbles. He's He was a backup for the last couple years. I think that this defense can really sort of have their get right game with this offense. God, I, I hope so. I hate, I hate this style of offense. You heard McVay say it. It's rules ball again because it's basically option football, right? So Cam Jordan, to me, is the embodiment of it. You ever take your kid to a pool party or, like, watch your little cousin at a pool party? You can have fun, but you're always on edge. That's what it's like to play against this sort of offense. You just can't tee off because that quarterback can run and pull it down. So same thing that happened versus Buffalo with Josh Allen pulling it down and make you pay. Mariota can do the same thing. And so what happens is head coach screams at coordinator, coordinator screams at D-line coach, so you choke it down. And then guess what happens? You're all stuck on a line of scrimmage, and he's got eight seconds to throw the football. It's maddening to play against teams like this. 
you need a lifeguard. And whether yes. that's Bobby <laughs> Wagner or someone else, like alignment and assignment football is critical this week because of how much they can throw at you. They use a fullback about a third of the time. They've got more tight ends than you can count. Um, they will challenge you. The, the Atlanta Falcons should be 1-0 right now, and they look much improved even though last week's result doesn't show it. And speaking of being a multiple, one of the things we talked about with Sean McVay is not only getting deeper in the playbook, but getting deeper in the roster, getting deeper in the flip card. Um, yeah. And, you know, with Ooh. fewer snaps than he would have liked, they didn't get much beyond their starting 11. Tutu Atwell got a target. Brandon uh, um, Powell got a look. Yeah, uh, yeah not, never not, saw him again. <laughs> not much from Bryson Hopkins. It, I know the Rams are not weapons deficient. I know they're not. Um, but right now it feels like they're just waiting for Van Jefferson to come back. That's the sense that I get is, hey, we need Van back. I think there's enough in-house right now that they can threaten opposing defenses whether or not Van plays this weekend. I agree. I, you need Tutu to catch the football. Uh, you need Ben Skoranek to be Ben Skoranek, be that tough guy. Go in, go in there and root out some safeties, root out some defensive ends, and when you're called upon, catch the football. Powell, I think, is a guy I'd like to see more of. Um, what is the guy's name from Atlanta? Zacchaeus, number 17. Yep. He's kind of their gadget guy, which is what I think Powell can be. He's tough. He's a returner type. You give him to him on a screen, a loose play, and away we go. But I'm with you. Um, I, I think you got short-circuited versus Buffalo, but hopefully versus Atlanta, you'll, you'll have more plays and more guys will start to make plays for you. Hmm. All right, around the horn one more time. I'll give you each a chance for a, a closing thought. Ricky Hollywood, if you would like to lead off, be our guest as we anticipate week two against the Atlanta Falcons, the Rams opening with back-to-back -back home games at SoFi Stadium. So this is going to be my redemption arc. It's also going to be Tyler Higby's redemption arc. He was my player to watch last week. I was like, he's coming back. He's feeling good. Like, watch this. The connection between Higby and Stafford last year was getting to a really great place. And and then we don't need to talk about the rest of, of what happened. Didn't have a, a stellar game this past week. Um, and so not only am I going to double down on the Higby love, but he's going to double down and he's going to have a much bigger game this week. It was lost on me until just now. We need to get Ricky her first Rams win. That's oh. it. Yes. That's it. Nice. We all have That's to pay it. our dues early. The Rams were yes. shut out in my first game. So Wait, you know, how many do we have, JB? How many wins do we have in the McVay era? How many wins over the last five wins? years? If she's, oh. if she's trying to get her first one, how many do we have? Plenty. <laughs> we'll Plenty. count them up. 0-1 <laughs> for the first time under his leadership. Under 500 for the first time in the Sean McVay era. I mean, 0-1, yeah, that's that's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, look, uh, looking for the bounce back. Um, look, my parting shot is this. The rats have found their way into the kitchen, meaning – there's there's a hole through the left side of your offensive line going straight to the quarterback, and there's only way to, to there's only one way to get rats out of your kitchen, right? You're gonna have to stop them. You're gonna have to plug up the hole. You're gonna have to stop them. Uh, so whether that means the player's gonna have to get better or a player switch, but that stuff goes around the league. All those ETs, those ends first and tackle around, or TEs where the tackle goes first and the end comes under. All those stunts were getting home. That's what Atlanta does best. They're a stunting football team. That's what they practice. That's what they rep. So every team in the league is going to mimic what Buffalo did until you stop them. Hopefully it will be this week. You keep Stafford upright. All the stuff we talked about with these position players goes away. If he's running for his life again, you'll be in another dogfight versus the Falcons come Sunday. 
Tfar, I thought you caught rodents with bait and traps. Well, I, I, I didn't really want to say how you get rid of rats, but you know what I mean. You're going to have to stop. Exterminate them. I, I know, but I mean, in terms of some ingenuity, some strategy, yes. some cleverness, using their own aggressiveness, their own tendencies against them. That's what Absolutely. I'm getting at here. See, you're smart. You know what I mean. Yes, sir. Throw a little cheese out there. See if they take it. Next thing you know, you're out the gate for a touchdown. All right. DeMarco Farr, Ricky Hollywood. I'm JB Long. Thank you for being with us for this edition of Between the Horns. By the way, we miss Maurice Jones-Drew. I hope he enjoys uh, Thursday night football, a big one uh, premiering on Amazon. Uh, but we'll look forward to getting him back in the fold this Sunday for our pregame coverage over in Inglewood. This has been BTH presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.